home sweet home. There's no place like it. And yet, there are people all around who don't know the safety, security, and comfort of home. It's so easy to miss those people, the ones who are huddled in a doorway or sleeping on a park bench. But Marshall Jones and Kirk Overstreet see them, always. And when they encounter people who have nowhere else to go, Marshall and Kirk do things most people wouldn't do. And why they do these things, that is their story of hope. This is episode number 96, Set Free. Marshall grew up in heartbreaking circumstances. My mom killed herself uh, when I was young. That was really hard on me. I was from this house to that house. Um, Just brokenness and addiction was in my family. And so, you know, I just, I started to dabble from a a, a young age, uh, smoking, and it it just, um, it got, uh, it progressed and it became, you know, heroin, fentanyl, meth, and, and then bad decisions and bad living and and bad friends. Bad decisions led Marshall to 20 years of drug addiction, prison, and homelessness. When emptiness overwhelmed him, he thought drugs and women and then more drugs and more women would help. But that, of course, didn't work, and daily quick fixes turned into years of utter hopelessness. I remember being really suicidal, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, because I just, my life hurt too bad. I, like, it was just too painful. And I thought that, you know, if I died, I would find some sort of peace and rest. And I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of people say, like, ah, oh, I was suicidal. I was really, like, just dwelling on killing myself for probably a couple years. I just, I just didn't want to live anymore. I had wanted to change my life for a long time. I just didn't know how to change. I didn't have the structure, the discipline, the resources, the help. Um, Every door uh, was closed. Every door, except for one. The one that's always open to those willing to walk through it. In Marshall's words, the Jesus door. I met a friend and he told me about this place where Um, They have a discipleship. I didn't even know what discipleship was, but they said that they study the Bible and it's all about Jesus. And there was something so um, powerful, like God was drawing me to it. And I just, it just, uh, it just sounded so enticing. Like I wanted to know who Jesus was. The ministry Marshall heard about was called Set Free, a network of churches that reach out specifically to people who struggle with drugs or alcohol or homelessness. To Marshall, a church like that seemed like his best and maybe last shot at a new life. And so, when he got out of prison, the first thing Marshall did was find the nearest set-free church. Time passed, and slowly, God changed Marshall Jones. It felt good. Sometimes it even felt miraculous. But it didn't all happen overnight. Marshall's thinking had to change. His walls needed to come down, and his heart needed to be softened. 
I still had tons of pride. I had tons of ego, tons of flesh, stinking thinking. And so, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like this perfect journey, but you know, um, he was faithful and patient and good through it all. Kirk Overstreet's path to the Jesus store was paved with the same struggles. He wasn't homeless or in prison, but he was, in his words, a partier. Kirk didn't have much growing up, but one thing he did have was a supportive and loving family. And so when it became clear Kirk was headed down a destructive path, his dad suggested he attend a set-free church. Kirk's first answer was no. And I said, hey, my roommate's looking to get off drugs, not me. Why don't you talk to him? So he did, and my roommate said yes. And so my dad challenged me to go visit the Set Free Church on a Wednesday night. And so I went, and I surrendered to the Lord that night, and Jesus transformed my life and put me on a new path in my life. Kirk and Marshall's beginnings were different, but their endings the same. They were set free through the love and power of Jesus. Now, both of these men, who were once bound by the chains of addiction, pastor set-free churches in Southern California. Kirk is adamant about what exactly it is that brings freedom. Jesus is enough. Um, in those circles of rehab or sober living, or AA, NA, everybody's chasing their sobriety. But we say, don't chase sobriety, chase Jesus. When you get a hold of Jesus, He'll transform that sobriety, but He just didn't save you to get you clean. God has more for them than only sobriety, and Marshall is living proof of the transformation that Jesus brings. If you would have told me that I would be where I am now, I have a family, I have a wife that I love, I have a daughter and a son. I would just, I would think, I would say, you're crazy. That's impossible for me, you know? And so, and so I have this like overwhelming sense of gratitude because I, it's truly a miracle that I'm even sitting here and talking with you right now. The miracle Marshall experienced and the gratitude he feels is a powerful thing. It's what now drives him, Marshall Jones, pastor of Set Free Church in Banning, California, to share the love of Jesus with others in his community. We have a, uh, we have a church, an old church, and it's right in the hood in like a perfect area. There's all types of brokenness and uh, homelessness. And, and so like those people that I once was, those are the people that I have a heart to go after and serve because I know that if Jesus could do it for me, he could do it for anybody. In a world where people often rushed past the panhandler on the corner or mutter to themselves that it's their choice to live this way, we rarely consider who the homeless are, their pasts, their families, their pain. Kirk encourages people to take a moment to think about a childhood friend, someone they grew up with playing at recess, having sleepovers, maybe played on a sports team with. That could be the person who's homeless now. That, that, you know, second grade best friend is now homeless, or that was someone's daughter, or that was someone's grandfather. And 
You don't know the circumstance that led them to that. Knowing their story can change your heart towards them. The first step can be as simple as listening. And if you stop and listen to someone and ask their story, it shocks the person, first of all, and then it makes them feel human for a moment. And it gives you an opportunity to just, um, like Jesus did with the woman at the well or anybody else that was an outcast that felt, you know, nobody pays attention to me. You see stories of Jesus paying attention to him. And when he does, it changes their life. For Kirk and Marshall, ministry and compassion are about more than just spending a day handing food out to the homeless. It involves getting to know them and taking the time and interest to be with them. If you would sit and eat with the person having a meal, that's another shocker for the person that's there for the food. But when you're in a meal conversation, you know, hey, is that good? Hey, where are you from? All those conversations, you know, the table top uh, ministry happens and it's beautiful when that happens. We meet them where they're at, but we don't leave them there. And we want to give them the opportunity to, to, to learn who Jesus is, to be a disciple, a follower of Christ, and to change their lives. Set free the church. We're, we're, we're passionate about Jesus. We're passionate about serving and, and going after the lost. And, and our doors are open. Today, there are over half a million homeless people in America and millions more trapped in substance abuse. Each one of those people have a story. Set Free Churches are on the front lines listening to those stories and inviting the lost to find the peace and security of a home with Jesus. If you'd like to learn more about Set Free Church and their ministries, you can visit them online at setfreerocks.com. If you like what you heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. Join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.